Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside podcast. My name is Ginny Urich. I'm the founder of 1000 Hours Outside. And we are doing something really unique and different today. We are going to be talking about really cool things to do outdoors in Indiana. I will be coming to the IAHE conference. It's a homeschool conference, March 24th and 25th. And so we thought it would be a really cool idea to highlight the state of Indiana, things that you can do there. There's so much that you can do there outdoors with your family. It's relatively inexpensive. And Amy Sager is here today. She is on the board of IAHE and the publications director. Welcome. Thank you so much, Jenny. I'm so glad to be here to talk about Indiana and all the cool things to do here. There's so many cool things. I was going through, you made this incredible, you can tell people about it, but this incredible ebook about 15 of the state parks. And I was looking through the Indiana State Parks website. We've been to a couple of the state parks too. So we have experience. We're not far. We're in Michigan. We border you. So it just made me excited to adventure and to see what the different state parks have to offer. So let's start though by tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I am a uh, wife to my wonderful husband, Mike, and we have five children ages 19 down to 11. So we have launched our first one. She is in college and we are homeschooling the other four still at home. And uh, it's just been a wild ride. We have loved it. We started out in Colorado, actually. I'm originally from Indiana, but we met and married in Colorado, started our family, and then moved back to Indiana and have been here for a lot of years now. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about this ebook that you made because it is so cool. The pictures are gorgeous. The information is gorgeous. And this is something that you do sometimes on a yearly basis. Yeah. So we host, uh, the IHE hosts a homeschool day at the Capitol every year, usually in the dead of winter, right at the beginning of January. And we create an ebook, a new ebook for each homeschool day at the Capitol. So when families register for that event, they get this free ebook. And we have done everything from highlighting Indiana authors to highlighting um, famous Hoosiers to different historical things about Indiana state emblems. And this year, we really wanted to do something just really fun and field trip oriented. So we decided to highlight state parks in Indiana that families could travel to. And, you know, sometimes when you look online, there's so much information, it can be really overwhelming. And so we wanted to just make a resource that was easy for families to see the highlights of some of the really cool state parks in Indiana so they could make better decisions about where to take their kids. So it was really hard to narrow it down, but we narrowed it down to just 15 to highlight. I don't know, maybe we'll highlight 15 more another time. We highlighted some history, different activities that people can do in the state parks. One of my favorite things actually is we have a little section at the bottom of most of the state park sections where we give people information about different area attractions they can visit as well. Like if they go to Fort Benjamin State Park right around Indianapolis, they could also go visit the Indianapolis Motor Speedway or something like that. There was one place that had a train ride. I saw that. I thought that looked fun. And then one place that was near Holiday World, which we've never been to, but it's a place that we know about. So it was great to see what's nearby and what you can go do. And each one was different. I thought that was really neat, offered different types of things. 
So you wrote this ebook with a team and you narrowed down to 15. This is perfect timing for this year for 1000 Hours Outside because people could travel from all over to come to these state parks in Indiana. I was looking on their website and we sort of knew this, but a lot of the Indiana state parks have lodges. So even if you're not a camping family, you can go and stay at a lodge. And the lodges, they have, I think, more than any other in the country. It's at 600 rooms. Oh, it says the fourth largest state park in system in the country. So, you know, in Michigan, we don't really have that to have those really cool lodging options. And some of them are open year round. So you can go to the state parks year round. They've got pools. And we've been to a few of them. And the one that we camped at, which was McCormick's Creek State Park, when our youngest was just turning a year, they had this fabulous Olympic sized swimming pool. So you go adventure during the day and at night you could bike. We biked there from our campsite. You bike to the swimming pool. The kids had so much fun there. There was a diving well. So this is such an awesome ebook. I know people, if they wanted to, they could purchase it now, right? From IAHE. They can. That's right. It's in our shop at IAHE.net. And then you go to our shop and people can purchase it there. It's not expensive at all. So it's really accessible. And yeah, the state park inns are so beautiful. And most of them are historic. You know, they've been there for years and years. And of course, they're updated. They have modern amenities. They're comfortable. But there's a lot of great history surrounding them. And, you know, you mentioned McCormick's Creek State Park. And that is absolutely one of my favorites, partly because I only live 20 minutes away from it. And so we get to go there all the time. But they have a huge waterfall and the creek, of course, that it's named after. And I love the history of the McCormick family that you can read about there. It's got a great nature center and programs. And yeah, it's one of my favorites. Wow. Only 20 minutes. I remember when we went and our kids were probably eight and under at that point. And the creek bed just went forever. And it was all these flat rocks that you could kind of climb on and climb over. And we had a really fun time there. And then the swimming pool. I mean, it was a great experience. We can't wait to go back. Turkey Run State Park has been on our list for a really long time. We have a good friend who grew up in Indiana. And she said that's where their youth group always went. And it's just got such amazing reviews. And then you talked about one that was near Turkey Run, just not as well known. So if things are overbooked at Turkey Run, because I know it's a really popular one, you have this alternative. But let's start with those two, because they are close to the conference. So the conference this year, IAHE, the Indiana Association of Home Educators Conference is March 24th and 25th. It's in Indianapolis. It's at a church. This year, people can still sign up. It's really well-priced. There's a lot of things going on those two days. And these two parks are somewhat close to that. Is that right, Amy? Yeah, they sure are. So Turkey Run State Park and Shades State Park are both really close. Maybe you're talking about another one. McCormick's Creek isn't that far. I mean, maybe an hour away. But we highlight in our ebook Shades State Park, which is really close to Turkey Run and is great for hiking and nighttime stargazing. It's not crowded. You really feel like you're in the wilderness there. And Turkey Run State Park is just known for its deep gorges. There's these ladders that you climb on to get in and out of some of these gorges. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, we're so excited to have the conference there on the west side of Indianapolis. It's in a great location. And you're right. It gives people easy access to do all kinds of other activities so they can easily extend their stay and go visit a lot of other things while they're here. Right. Right. And see someplace new. I liked how you wrote at Shade State Park that there's a canoe trip that you could take, a Sugar Creek canoe trip. And just you say you feel like you're in Middle Earth. It's so beautiful. And one of the things that I saw on some of the parks that you highlighted is that 
the state of Indiana has these different challenges that they do, which is super interesting. So one of the ones at Shade State Park is the Six Ravine Challenge. They have all these challenges at the different state parks. So I'm not sure. I just kind of copied and pasted them down. But for example, there's a three dune challenge at Indiana Dune State Park. Really fun. They kind of are highlighting some of the specific things that you can do there that might be a little more difficult, but you could challenge yourself to try and do them. So there must be some beautiful ravines at Shade State Park. The one that looked the most enticing to me, the most enticing, was there was a park where you could, I'm trying to find it, where you could do a boat ride oh, into a cave. Spring Mill State Park, the Twin yes. Caves Boat Tour. Have you done it? Yes, years ago. It is really cool. They actually had to close it down for a while because of the white nose syndrome with bats, I think. Okay. But I believe it is back open again now. And Spring Mill State Park is gorgeous. And there's actually there's a lot to do at Spring Mill because they have a huge historic village that you can walk through that will have people reenacting uh, living you know, back in time. They have a grist mill there, which they're actually doing some repair work on now. They've got this massive log there that helps turn the grist mill that they're having to replace. So they finally found a tree in some other state. I don't know if it was Montana or something like that, but they're waiting. They're like treating the tree, waiting for it to dry out so they can use it in this grist mill here. So there's a lot of lot to do at Spring Mill. And Indiana actually has an amazing cave system. Um, a lot of right. people don't know that, but there's some incredible caves to visit in Indiana too. Marengo Caves is a little uh, south of Bloomington, probably half an hour to an hour or so. And it's an incredible cave. It was discovered years ago by two children who were walking around with flashlights and they saw this sinkhole and jumped into it. And thankfully they came back out alive, but that's how it was discovered. And now people can go and tour it. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last-minute get-together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chop's hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com outside120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com outside120 code outside 120. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just 2 minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. 
Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember, to sign up and save, we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside50 to get 50% off. Wow. I did notice that at a lot of the state parks that you highlighted that there were different caves to go into and even to take a boat into. That's really unique. It's only $3 a person. And then they said there's a sighting of a rare fish, the blind cave fish. That's awesome. I definitely want to come. I mean, I was looking at all these and thinking, we should just do like an Indiana State Park tour because there's such a variety of things to do. Can we talk about the one that's near Holiday Park? Have you been to Holiday Park? I have not, actually. I have not been there. Someday we might make it. Someday. So that's a place where it's Holiday World, I think, is it called? Is it called Holiday World? It's Holiday World, yes. Mm-hmm. And that is near, do you remember which one it's near? Oh, is it the Lincoln State? Or- I'm going to find it. I have so many notes here. Well, the Brown County State Park is the one that's near the Nashville Express, which that sounds like so much fun that you can take a train ride. How fun is that? And the Brown County State Park has got a 75-foot lookout tower. So lots of really cool things to do there. Yeah, Brown County State Park is known for its overlooks. So when you drive through the park, there's all these spots that you can stop and look out. And the hiking, a lot of the hiking trails will end at these overlooks as well. And they have these fire towers that you can climb up if you're not too afraid of heights, that is. (laughs) And you can climb up these fire towers and uh, look out over these gorgeous views there. And Brown County State Park is one of those parks that has an old historic inn that you can stay in as well. So it's a great one to visit. There's lots of mountain biking for people who enjoy getting outside and do mountain biking around the Brown County State Park in that area. They're known for their mountain biking trails too. Well, that's great for when your kids get older too. Sometimes that's what they want to do. They want to go on the mountain bike trails. And I had seen that that's a big thing in Indiana for sure. Yeah, you were right. It's the Lincoln State Park that's near to Holiday World. Yeah. Yeah. So the Lincoln State Park is right next to Lincoln's boyhood home as well. They're kind of connected or side by side there. So for people who really like tying in history, which I'm one of those, I love when I can just be out in beautiful creation, but also tie in some history to it and learn Uh, the background behind it. So yeah, it's really cool to get to go and learn about Lincoln and where he grew up for his first, I think it's like eight or nine years. Wow. And there's all kinds of trails you can hike on and they have them marked with like signs along the way. So you can learn about Lincoln's early life, his mother, what they did growing up. Wow. And then there's an amphitheater there as well, where they do shows throughout the summer. So what a cool place to go. Okay. McCormick's Creek is in this one. The McCormick's Creek is the first state park of Indiana, which is so cool. And there's a cave there too. We've been to that one, Wolf Cave. We hiked to that. It's a pretty easy, I mean, we had little kids. It was a pretty easy loop. They loved it. 
it's actually easier for little kids than adults because Wolf Cave is really small in parts Mm -hmm. to go through. You have to get down and crawl through there. So yeah, they loved that. Yeah. Yes. And then that also has so many of them have those swimming pools which is really unique and super fun for summer vacation. And that's sort of one of the things that you were talking about in this guide, in this ebook, is that this is relatively inexpensive. You get a state parks pass. It's a $3 boat cave. You know, I mean, that's pretty cheap. A tour on a boat through a cave, $3. So the prices are reasonable. And then there was one that has a herd of bison. Yeah, a wild herd of bison there that they help maintain, which is pretty cool. I can't remember which state park that's in exactly, but... Well, I don't know how to say it, which is why I led up to that. (laughs) I was waiting for you to say it, but it's okay. Wabechi? No. Oh, Ubachi. Ubachi. Ubachi State Park. Yes. Ubachi. It was really hard to keep track of all the state parks when we were researching this because we put hours and hours, our team of research into all the state parks throughout Indiana, trying to decide Mm -hmm. which 15 are we going to pull out and highlight because so many of them had these unique and interesting things going on in them that it was a tough decision, but we wanted a variety, like you said, because like some have the bison, some have swimming pools, some have carnivorous plants. Did you know that? I loved that. Indiana Dunes State Park, they have carnivorous plants there, like the purple pitcher plant. Yeah, they all have these unique things about them. And we just wanted to include a whole variety in this ebook so families would have lots of choices. Yeah, so many choices. I definitely had that written down that you can learn a lot of science. So Indiana Dunes has two different kinds of dunes, four dunes and blowout dunes, and then full of unique carnivorous plants. I mean, how cool. I've never seen a Venus flytrap in the wild. You can get it at a plant store, but not in the wild, in the purple pitcher plant. That's so cool. Right along the shore of Lake Michigan. I mean, we've never been there. We're not that far. And so this is enticing me definitely to come. And a lot of them have these lookout towers, which would be so much fun. The one that we're closest to, and I'm not sure how people pronounce it, if they pronounce it Pokagon. Yeah, I I think you just get to pick. Okay, okay. Pokagon is how I say it, but... I don't know. Okay, if that's okay. Right. I'm going to go with yours. Pokagon. I don't even know if I said it, but they've got that's one that's closest to us. My parents love it there because it's just a couple hours and they have this toboggan run that is super long, a twin track toboggan run that they keep refrigerated. This winter hasn't been that cold, but they still run it. And it's a quarter mile stretch where you can go 35 to 40 miles an hour. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> And most people don't think of going to state parks in the winter, but like Pokagon, there's actually some really cool things you can do at state parks in the wintertime. And usually they're not as busy. And so right. they can be a lot more peaceful. And sometimes the, you know, the stargazing can just be great when you get a clear night and the crisp air, you don't have the humidity in the air oftentimes. And so you can see the stars. And then the other thing for the wintertime is a lot of the state parks at their inns, they will offer you a deal. If you stay two or more nights, you'll get like half off on the inns or something. And a lot of them, that particular place has an indoor pool with yeah. a hot tub. So it's really fun. It's open year round. So yeah. most places, if they don't have an inn, like in Michigan, they don't have that. So you can't really go to the state parks and stay. You could probably go and visit for the day, but you can't go and stay basically October to May. But, or maybe April, but these ones, it's if they have the inns, so many of them have the inns that you can go and you can stay and you can do their winter activities, snowshoeing and cross-country skiing, the toboggan run. There's lots of ideas. 
Yeah. The newest state park in Indiana is Prophetstown, and they have a 1920s farm there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Again, the history just coming in that you get to see and the horses that they have there. And that's one thing I love about some of the state parks here is quite a few of them have horse barns. And so you can take your kids on trail rides and, you know, horses are expensive. Most people don't want to own them, but here's a chance (laughs) to let your kids experience being around them and getting to go on a trail ride. And usually they're priced pretty reasonably. Yeah, like a beautiful trail ride. How fun through the state park. That's neat. And then speaking of caves, which I did not realize there were so many caves in Indiana. You think about them in terms of Kentucky because there's the Mammoth Caves system there. And so that's sort of what my mind goes to. But so many in Indiana, O'Bannon Woods State Park has the Wyandotte Caves. And there are cave tours. And then they also have a Pioneer Homestead. Yeah. Yeah. The history of the people that lived there. Yeah, a working hay press to press hay bales, hay into bales that weighed as much as 300 pounds. So each state park just has so many different unique things. I like this one, Shackamack. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think so. That they have freshwater jellyfish, which we've only seen one other time. Freshwater jellyfish is a really cool thing at the lake there. And also another place that has an Olympic swimming pool one of the largest aquatic centers in the state. I mean, I think a lot of places those are private, but it's so cool that the state parks have these aquatic centers. Yeah, people don't think of state parks having huge swimming pools. You just don't associate that with a state park. But I think it makes it so much more appealing to families because some of them might enjoy going out for a hike or doing that for part of the day, but then they want to come back and relax, you know, for the afternoon maybe. Yeah, and you really do. You get to relax. The kids go swim. We had such a great time when we did that. And then at Versailles State Park, there is an 82-foot swimming pool with a 100-foot water slide, a children's water play area with a wading pool and a rainmaker. I mean, it's really neat what the Indiana State Parks have put into the state park system. Yeah. And I think normally if you want to take your kids to a water park, you know, you're looking at a pretty expensive day there. And so it's much more affordable at the state parks. Like you can get into any Indiana state park for $7, your whole car for $7. Or you can, if you're going to go to a lot of them, you can make it more affordable and just buy a state parks pass for the year. Right. Right. Yeah. And you could go on a tour of these 15 ones that you're highlighting. I mean, they're all great day trips. You know, if you're two, three hours, you could go for the whole day and spend the whole day there and come back, you know, grab dinner, maybe on the way back and be home by bedtime. The Wilbur Wright Birthplace and Museum is in Indiana. So this is so cool. And it's near Summit Lake State Park. Yeah, that's right. And I still have not been there. It's on my list. It's on my list. We should go together, Amy. That's right. We should. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Question, what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit BetterHelp.com 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com 
slash 1000 hours. When the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash outside for 15% off your first order. You can see the family's house, smokehouse, outhouse, and barn. They have a replica of the 1903 Wright Flyer. Wow, that is so neat. I mean, it is incredible how they have combined so many different things. So there's the lodging options. There's these challenges that they have. And I think that's really fun that you can find those on the DNR website, these different challenges. Five-mile challenge at Turkey Run State Park. These are neat. And I think these challenges make it can really make it exciting for your kids because they offer prizes. So if you complete some of these challenges, like there's different levels, you know, you might earn a water bottle. I think one of the highest levels is you actually earn a backpack. So there's some really fun prizes if you turn in your results from the challenges. Yeah. And there's lots of options. They had this one that was even just sort of more overarching. It says if between March and November, you can walk, bike, paddle, or swim at least 25 miles inside of one or more of Indiana State Parks, you get this get fit. It's like a healthy challenge, you know, 25 miles. That's a really cool idea. In the summer, no matter what state park, you're trying to move 25 miles. And I thought that was really neat. And then they had a thing called Do Indiana Off-Road, DINO. It was the acronym where they have all these triathlons and mountain bike things. And I was really impressed, Amy. Yeah, they're doing a good job of trying to get people outside and moving and enjoying nature. And, you know, who would have known? Indiana is known as like the flyover state, right? (laughs) But there's actually so many cool things to do here. Yes, so many. And then I was looking at their calendar of events. And obviously, this isn't going to be applicable when people listen to this, but I'm sure it's similar. It's like this coming weekend, they have a snake meet and greet and a bird identification game at all of these different parks. In Eastern Front, they do reenactments, critter feeding, woodpecker walk, bird bingo. I mean, this is really cool. That looks like every weekend, they've got six or seven events that people could choose from that are all at the different state parks. And then they even had on their website that they had compiled from some of their staff top five things to do at each maybe not each but at a lot of the different state parks so there are so many ideas of things to do what's your go-to oh my go-to state park or my Mm go-to activity oh either both how about (laughs) both 
So my go-to state park is McCormick's because like I said, it's so close to us. It's so easy to just pop down the road and go hike. And we wear shoes that can get wet and dirty and we go straight to the waterfall. That's just our thing. Like we love water. And so we head to the waterfall and we play around there and we hike all the way down the creek. So we don't even go on the trails really. We just hike on the creek and we hike along the edges of it. And it's beautiful. We we love being there. It's never too crowded, it seems like, when we go. Yeah. They have a great nature center there. They really want to meet people where they're at and help them. So you can call and say, hey, I'd like to bring a couple of families out on this day. Is there any way you can do a program for us? And you know, they'll bring out some snakes or some other critters or whatever you want to wow. see and show you. We took a group to a different state park just a few months ago. And we said, hey, we want to learn about snakes. Could you do a program, just a half hour program, and teach our group of kids and parents about snakes? And so they brought two snakes out. And we sat in this little amphitheater area outside of like a lake there. And the kids at the end, well, they learned all about snakes. And then at the end, they got to go up and each of them got to touch one of the snakes. And they did a great job with it. It was really fun. That's a really great idea, especially if you're coming with a group of people to call ahead and see what they could do. You're hosting an event, photography workshops. Yeah. So my kids are really interested in photography and they take their cameras everywhere. They're like an appendage and they want to just learn how to do a better job. And so I contacted some people I knew that do photography workshops around the country. And I said, hey, would you come out to a couple of our state parks and do some photography workshops? So in April, they're going to do a one-day workshop at McCormick's Creek State Park for kind of beginners, intermediate. And then... They're going to do a two-day workshop from sunrise to sunset at Turkey Run State Park for more intermediate advanced photographers. So we're going to be hiking around the state parks for three days, taking pictures of beautiful scenery. That is so cool. If people wanted to find out more information about that, where could they find them? So if they go to the Lenspiration website, if they just type in Lenspiration, they're going to find workshops on there. And if they look at the field days, that's what the one at McCormick's Creek is called. It's called a field day. And there are some spots left in that. The one at Turkey Run is sold out. So I'm not surprised. I am not surprised. It is hard to get into that park. Just in general. So it tells me I need to do it again. I mean, that's what it tells me. There's enough interest that we need more photography workshops at state parks because what better place to do photography? That is so awesome. How exciting. So that's coming next month. Yeah. Let's just wrap up here talking about this conference, March 24th and 25th in Indianapolis. This is a homeschool conference, but actually I think there's a lot of parenting information and parenting workshops at homeschool conferences. So I think you you could always attend no matter what sort of you're in, or even if you're just seeking it out, trying to learn more, maybe your kids are young, maybe you're having a hard spring. It's really reasonably priced. Yeah. And you know, I think we wanted to call it a parenting and homeschool conference this year for the very reasons you said, like we want to meet people where they're at and help them with the questions they have. And I think a lot of, 
you know, parenting's hard work. Like, let's just be honest, it's hard work and we need help. And there's a lot of parents out there that maybe aren't sure kind of, you know, what they're doing. Maybe they're questioning their kids' education right now or how they're doing. And so we want to be there to answer questions and to help. So there's going to be workshops on all different aspects of parenting as well as homeschooling. It's a great place for people who are either currently homeschooling or thinking about homeschooling or are just curious to come and check it out. Very reasonably priced and lots of different kinds of workshops. So people can really kind of pick their path. Yeah. And I'll be speaking there four times. So I'm excited about that. And it's always fun to meet people in the different states and to learn about the cool things that are in the area. In case we come back or we come in a little bit early, we can go around and check out some of these places that are ones that are probably on the way and ones that are close by. And there is a a little bit of a deadline. People want to try and get their tickets by March 14th, because if it sells out, then you're not going to be able to get tickets at the door. That's right. Yeah. So definitely there's going to be a price increase on March 15th. And so if people want to get the best price, they should get their, they should register by March 14th. We're going to have a big Facebook party the night of March 14th. If people go to our website, they can find out more information. We're really excited about that. And we're going to have Chick-fil-A there for lunches. So people can pre-order Chick-fil-A up through March 14th. Okay. So that's coming up. I think we're in such a last minute culture, right? We decide things a little bit more last minute, but that makes things a little harder for organizers of events and things. And so do you just want to have that March 14th date in mind to make sure that you have pre-registered? Yep, that's right. That's right. And we're going to be selling this event out. So we just want people to get in there while they can. And we're so for excited sure. to have you there, Jenny. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait for people to hear everything that you have to share. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're excited to come. I mean, it's really, I think that these state conferences are so important because they really help with making sure that we have our freedoms as parents to be home educating families, to choose what we want educationally for our children. And so there's that piece of it too, that you go and you learn a lot and you make new friends and you have these new relationships. It's exciting. It's life-giving. And then also you are a part of the homeschool freedoms that are in your state. So That's another reason to come and to join in. If people want to register, that's I-A-H-E dot net. And I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. Indiana Association of Home Educators. A bunch of my friends are coming to speak. So it's going to be a great two days, March 24th and 25th. So make sure that you've signed up and make sure you pick one of these state parks to go to. I mean... There are so many. So you can check out this ebook guide. You could buy it. It's, it, it's inexpensive at IAAG.net. Or just next year, make sure that you go to the Capital Days because it's a cool freebie. And then even on the Indiana government website, the DNR, they have all the different challenges and different ideas too. So lots of ways to find information. And how inspiring to go see what's out there, to know that these different state parks, no matter what state you're in, Each one is different. Each one has different things to offer. And I think Indiana is unique with the lodging system, with the historical elements, with the pools, that there is a lot of variety from state park to state park and definitely worth checking out. There is. Yeah. And, you know, I tend to be one of those people that hides a little bit in the winter. I'm not too crazy about the cold. I really like the sun and warmth. So as we start to head into spring here, I just get excited. I'm excited to get out for the conference and see people. I'm excited to get out to the state parks and just be outdoors more. So I love spring. I'm excited for everything that's coming 
And yeah. hey, one more thing I'll say about the conference too is there's actually a free workshop on Thursday night, March 13th for anyone who's interested in just learning more about homeschooling and asking questions. So we're just mm -hmm. going to go through the very basics and whether or not you come to the conference, the Thursday night workshop is free. So okay. no obligation whatsoever. People can just come and learn a little bit and ask their questions. So that's March 23rd, right at the Sorry, church? 23rd, not 13th. <laughs> 23rd. And that's right at the church. Do people yep. need to register for that? We do have a registration that we ask people to do. If they don't, it's okay. But if they look on our website, yeah, there's a registration for that they can fill out. But it is absolutely free. That is awesome. So people are just curious and they can come for free and learn a little bit more about homeschooling, homeschooling in Indiana. You start your ebook with gorgeous canyons, old growth forests, diverse species of animals, fascinating plant life. Indiana State Parks provide a beautiful getaway into the wonder of the natural world. So thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this with us. This is really exciting. We can't wait to get to some of these places this summer, swim in the pools, stay at the campgrounds. Amy, we always end our podcast the same way. We end with the same question. What is a favorite memory of yours from childhood that was outside? Ooh, favorite memory from childhood outside. I would have to say it would be riding horses because Aww. I lived in Ireland as a child and we started riding horses there. And so I spent hours galloping across fields on horses and riding on trails and I absolutely loved it. So I love, wow. I love horses and being outside. That's a favorite for me. Wow. I didn't know you grew up in Ireland. Yeah. You learned something new. That's so neat. And how neat that some of these state parks offer, like you said, they offer the horseback riding. That's what a cool right. thing. It comes yeah, for a circle. Love it. It, we, we went horseback riding a while ago at a state park. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, Amy, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. Your ebook is fantastic. This knowledge of the state parks is inspiring. It gives people all sorts of ideas of things to do. Even if they're traveling or they're traveling through, you say the flyover state, or you're traveling through the state of Indiana to go somewhere else. There's lots of amazing places to stop and lots of variety. And we know that our brains are wired to have that novelty, new experiences. And so Indiana is definitely a place to go for that. It sure is. And we can't wait to have you here, Jenny. Can't wait to come. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for your time and for all this incredible information. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me here. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, 
Life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.